Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. In case you didn't know, I appreciate every one of you that tunes in to listen to my goings-on about the Left of Normal brain. I hope that you're finding value and maybe some entertainment with this podcast. And if you do, I believe there are a lot more people out there that could also find value and or entertainment, but they just don't know this exists. So if you could help me out, I'd love it if you share this episode with your network, leave a few words on why you like it and why it's amazing, and then give it a five-star review subscribe on whatever podcast channel or uh, provider you're tuning in on. That would be amazing, and a lot more people would find it because of your help. So last week, we talked about walking on tiptoes. We talked about how I see it largely as a way for those on the spectrum to stim. Uh, There are a couple theories out there as to why... uh, those with autism tend to walk on their toes a bit more than normies. I think it's uh, more of a way to flex athleticism amongst a group of people that generally are not quite as athletic. This week we are turning our focus towards money and money management. I had a life event recently that happened that spurred me into thinking a bit more about this. I'll get to that here pretty soon. It's nothing really drastic or over the top, but it was something that caused me to just slow down and reflect a little bit because it made me think in a pattern that I don't normally think in. So when I was thinking about this topic and thinking about money management, I wanted to do a little bit more digging into some other people's experiences. I posted a on the autism subreddit uh, just a simple question of, are you good with money? I, I wanted to leave it a little bit more vague so I could hear more of what people actually thought about money, how it all worked, all that. I did clarify just a little bit in the text box that I've become aware that most people on the spectrum are not good with money or money management, but it also seems to me that most people on the spectrum are very logical or logic-oriented. So for me, it makes sense that if somebody is logic-oriented and money is basically just numbers and math, then more people on the spectrum should be good with money and money management. So there are about 15 or 20 responses to this question. Some of them merely said, yes, great with it, or my husband's on the spectrum and he's great with it. Some said no, and there were quite a few of them that were sort of in line with what I wanted to hear, but it was great to hear their perspectives. Uh, Several responses talked about how, no, they are not good with money and tend to dramatically overspend on their hobbies or special interests. Uh, One response stated that he had dyscalculia. Dyscalculia? Uh, It's kind of like dyslexia, but with numbers. And it made math very confusing for him. So he just lets his wife manage it all. 
more than one response gave a short little insight into their methods of making sure that they are good with money despite their propensity to overspend, but those efforts didn't do take a concerted effort. Uh, one of them was very similar to Dave Ramsey's envelope system, but instead of using multiple envelopes with cash in them, it used multiple bank accounts that were designated towards specific goals. Others said they were good with money, but only because they forced themselves. Uh, sometimes it was due to overspending and led to serious debt problems. Overall, though, it seemed a very even split with no, I'm not good with money. Yes, I'm good with money because I forced myself to be good with money. And yes, I'm good with money. And then a few individuals took it upon themselves to explain money and money management, or addressing the idea that money isn't actually logical, but it's all emotional. They never really answered the question. So that leads me to explain how I view money and how I believe I'm good with money and money management. Now, some of my friends may be listening here and thinking, what in tarnation are you talking about? You, like, never spend any money or you never have any money or something along those lines. So let's address that real quick. We'll get that out of the way first. A lot of times when you don't have a lot of money... Or you've, you are forced to develop good money habits. Now, sometimes you don't have a lot of money because you don't have those good money habits. That's a discussion for another time. So, personally, I have always trusted God to provide for my needs. And I've experienced this. I know it to be true. It's always happened that the necessities in life are covered. I put in the effort, I do the work, but there are a lot of things that are largely outside of my control, and I just have to say, I did my part, God, please, you know, bring the, me the business, help it to work out, I'm just trusting you that it will, that you will provide. So, in taking a step back here, if you've listened to my previous podcasts, you know that for the left of normal person, it's not always a direct correlation between work and reward. I see a lot of people out there, generally these normies, they're out there promoting whatever it is they're promoting, and they say things like, you just gotta hustle and make that money, or put in the effort and time and it'll come, or just be yourself and people will gravitate towards you and you'll build that community. And I kind of give them one of those uh, The Rock looks where I'm raising an inquisitive eyebrow and I say, have you met me? Have you, have you actually seen maybe my real self? It doesn't, that doesn't really work. And because of that, you know, because of this uh, misunderstanding of the spectrum, I've always struggled with working jobs. And I fully believe that job interviews are absolutely designed to reward the normies and penalize left of normals. It's not like a malicious way. Nobody's out there saying, how can we stick it to those autistic folks? I mean, maybe there are some, but, you know, screw those guys. But instead, they're looking at society as a whole and that rewards very outgoing, cheerfully, bubbly, out extroverted people. That's what society gravitates towards. And so when 
it comes to jobs and job interviews, the people hiring tend to look for those exact traits. That's what society wants. That's what society rewards. So microcosms of society, such as jobs and job interviews, reward the same thing. The problem is a lot of these jobs have nothing to do with how outgoing, cheerful, and bubbly you are, but that's what they look for in the interview. So because jobs have always been a source of pain, I've never worked a job that I liked or really enjoyed. I never get up in the morning thinking, woohoo, I get to do some work because it's fun. Uh, they've always just been a stressful event. Now that I work for myself and I do my own things, there are some projects that I'm less apprehensive towards. In fact, there was actually one project that I dare say I was excited to do. And then I poured a ton of time into it, a bunch of money, and it was designed to help other people. It's one of those things that the normies say of, you know, do the right thing and the money will come. Or focus on others and you'll make money. So anyway, I ran this project for an entire year. I pushed it, I promoted it, I did everything I could to make it work. And I made absolutely nothing on it. There's literally zero dollars that ever came in from it. So all this to say that bringing in money doesn't just happen for many left of normals the way it tends to work out for the normies. And that means I have had to develop good money habits so I can maximize what I do have and still enjoy life. So all this, don't take this as a woe is me, my family's destitute and we're just barely scraping by. We're, we're doing just fine. A lot of that is because my wife is a very hard worker and provides for the bulk of our income. So let's step back and let's take a look at that money conundrum that I was recently faced with. It's one that actually pulled my emotional side rather than my logical side, and I had to contemplate and figure out some math to ensure that I ultimately was making the right decision. Last summer, we put solar panels on the house. Uh, the panel efficiency has gone up in recent years, so there you don't need quite as many of them to offset your electricity, and ultimately the big factor to make this decision was a really sweet deal of a fixed 1.49% interest loan to pay these things off. Uh, if you remember last year, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, said inflation was around 7%. Uh, real inflation for those of us that aren't, you know, buying bushels of wheat it's more like it was more like 25 to 30 percent and so i look at even at seven percent inflation realistically triple or quadruple that i see this opportunity that i'd be a fool if i did not capitalize on this extremely low fixed 25 year loan and actually i end up losing a lot of money over the years if i didn't take advantage of this that was a pretty easy decision to come to. Uh, the system that we had put on, it was designed to offset 100% of our electricity needs, and the complete installation costs came to around $27,000. And then you get a 30% tax credit on that, so that meant about $8,000 was coming back. So we're going to be doing some math here, keep these numbers in mind, I'm going to make it as easy as possible to follow along. 
So I reviewed two years worth of electricity usage, and our average electricity bill came out to to $75 per month. If you take that 27,000 installation minus the 8,000 credit, you have $19,000 in a loan at 1.49% interest for 25 years comes out to $75 per month. In essence, I pay the same amount each month for solar panels as I was paying to buy the electricity from Northwestern Energy. The benefit of the panels, of course, is 20 years from now, I will still only pay that one flat rate, whereas electricity rates are going to continue to go up with the 7 to 30% inflation, whatever they decide to inflate their electricity costs by. So far, good, easy, logical choice. Basically, I'm not making or losing money by just swapping a $75 bill for a different $75 bill. So, what does kind of throw things for a loop is about a year ago, last spring, we purchased a new vehicle. And instead of going through all the financing mumbo-jumbo and getting a new loan and everything, I just wrote a check from our home equity line of credit. At the time, it was about a 4% interest. It wasn't a great deal, but it wasn't bad. It was, you know, just an average interest rate loan. And then the Fed did things that the Fed does and train in an attempt to screw up the economy. And they jacked that interest rate up to 8% over the course of the next nine months. And now it's nowhere near a good deal or an ideal rate. And it meant that my primary focus, my big focus, is to just eliminate this loan as fast as possible. And so we did that. And there was about $8,000 left on the loan when the $8,000 tax credit came through. And so I said, sweet, I can wipe out this 8,000 in debt that has an 8% interest rate. And since my solar panel loan doesn't re-amortize and require payments until July, I actually have a few months that I can have no loan and then I'll just pull it back out and knock that panel loan back down to that 19,000 as we discussed earlier. If you're still with me, I thought about that and then I realized I'm trying to lower the amount of money that I owe on a 1.49% loan by t- borrowing money at 8%. Now, if my math is correct, 1.49 is much lower than 8. So, I sat and I thought about this, why am I why is this causing issues? It makes no financial sense to put money toward that panel loan when I can keep that at whatever amount I want, and I want to wipe out that 8% loan that is seriously cutting into net worth. And then I realized it's because I didn't want to stretch out that last 8K of a car loan for 25 years. There was an emotional aspect in there. So I put pen to paper, meaning I used a bunch of online calculators and I played with numbers, and financing 20, the full 27000 comes out to about $105 per month instead of the $75 I had originally anticipated. But then I looked at finances and budgets and all that fun stuff, and I realized, you know, 105 a month is really not that far outside of the budget. And even with the way electric rates are going up, it's 
probably still saving me money. And ultimately, it just makes a whole lot more sense to put as much as I can into that low, low interest loan and override the emotions, whatever emotions I felt attached to that money and use logic and math. So I hope that all made sense to you. I hope uh, you were able to follow along. Ultimately, what it was was that loan will stay large because it's such cheap money and the higher interest rate things will be wiped out or knocked down considerably because they're much more expensive money. If it doesn't make sense, let me know. I'll draw like a little chart or a graph or something and put it in the Facebook group. Now, speaking of the Facebook group, there is a section in there called Files. Uh, if you go in there, I have uploaded an Excel sheet that can help you track your net worth by plugging in the values of your assets and liabilities each month. I've been using this same spreadsheet for about 11 years now, and it's a really great way to have everything in one place, and you can see your net worth growing. Or see it shrinking, if that be the case. Uh, it's something that inspires me to save and invest more because I don't get a lot of joy out of retail therapy spending my money. I do get joy out of seeing those numbers go up. So if you're one that gets joy out of seeing your numbers go up, download that thing, start following your finances, and uh, make it a point to track those. So I'm wondering, uh, do these money and math topics interest you? Uh, if so, let me no, I can talk more about money and math in future episodes. But for now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join that Facebook community. Remember that money is just numbers and math, and math is logical. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.